Welcome to day 133 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I wanted to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Psalm 32, 51, 86, and 122, but with a focus on Psalm 51, verses 10 through 13. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. This is the psalm that David wrote after Nathan the prophet convicted him of what he had done to Uriah and what he had done to Bathsheba. This was his response to being called out for wickedness and evil and sinfulness. And it was, re- read the whole psalm. With what we, what we read yesterday, read the whole psalm. And, and David's response is contrite and it's sincere and it's heartbroken because he realizes his own sinfulness. And there were still consequences. The child that was conceived from that sinful act unfortunately died. And David grieved and grieved and grieved that. But you got to remember that Uriah also died because of David's sinful actions. And on top of that, you know, Bathsheba mourned her husband. She was put in this awful situation. And so there's there's all these things. And yet it's interesting because when you read the psalm, he says, Against you and only you have I sinned, Lord. And we go, whoa, hold on, Uriah and Bathsheba and even the child all suffered because of your selfishness, David. And not to say that our sin doesn't affect others, but the reason I think our sin offends God so much is because it is so infectious and spreads to other people. Often we go, oh, you know, if I do this, it's really just me who suffers. And that's that's never the case with sin. Sin is never just, oh, you know, it's only going to come back and, and hurt me. It's like addiction. Oh, you know, my addiction is just hurting me. And then you look at the family members who are who are trying to help people who struggle with addiction. And it's a difficult road for so many people. And yet, David, what I really like about this psalm is, he says, to the choir master. <laughs> to the beginning. In other words, this was a song that David wrote of his own sin that he wanted people to sing with him. It wasn't, it wasn't a hidden thing. He is writing a song to tell people about the need to acknowledge sinfulness and the desperate need to cling to God's righteousness and forgiveness. What I really like is after, you know, at the end of, of verse 13, he says, And I will teach transgressors your way, and sinners will return to you. And that caught me and stuck with me. Because when we've gone through something difficult, when we've struggled with sin ourselves, our ability to speak love and life into people who are struggling or have struggled with the same thing, to show forgiveness to them, is much greater. A few days ago, we read about David's precatory prayers, and he's calling down evil and brimstone and fire and destruction on those who are coming after him and his enemies and the enemies of God. And then... Yesterday, we read about Bathsheba 
and his own sin. And now today we read about him pleading for forgiveness and grace from God. And, and this is why I said a few days ago, let's err on the side of grace and mercy. Let's err on the side of what we would want if we royally messed up. Because what we see now today is David going, I have sinned and I, it is from a great and horrible place. And Lord, let me teach those who have wronged your ways that they might return to you as well. Because David has now tasted very devastating sin. And we see this reflected in the New Testament when we're told, hey, before you go and take the speck out of your brother's eye, deal with the log in yours and then go help your brother. In other words, when we realize our own sinfulness, a mercy grows in us and an ability, when we realize our desperate need for forgiveness, our ability to forgive grows exponentially. And we need to lean into that because that is what God's called us to, is to be bringers of forgiveness, bringers of life. And we can't do that if we want justice and judgment. Listen, there are situations in this world, there's darkness in this world that I pray justice and judgment on. But I go, God, may it be your justice and judgment because mine is not his. Mine has too much mic in it. It's got too much of my own personal feelings tied to it. So it's God's justice I want. But at the same time, when it's God's justice, it's also God's mercy that intermingles. And that's when people get saved. And at the end of the day, are we not in the business of saving souls? It's, it's Jesus who saves souls, but isn't that why we exist? So that people may meet Jesus. Liars, sinners, murderers, adulterers, robbers, you know, fornicators, whatever word, buzzword goes, oh, yeah, we don't, we don't uh, affirm those actions. Aren't we here so that they can meet Jesus and find freedom from the things that have weighed them down and the hurts and the baggage that they carry and that they might find forgiveness and give forgiveness as well? Let's continue to seek God. Let's continue to look to him to forgive us and then let's pour that out to others. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.